Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Viewing Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Hope you had a great week this week. Did it ever fly by? You know, the fun weeks always fly by, don't they? And I'm getting older, so they fly by anyway. But, man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, some important stuff here happening. If you've, been, if you've been with us here, you know, we've been nailing what's happening, just like we nailed Rona. I mean, I can go, I'm not going to go through history, okay? But... I think the geniuses are never really appreciated in their time. You know, the <laughs> the ones that really get it all right, you know, we, we don't get the love. We just don't get the love, but that's okay. It's not about that. It's about getting the shit right uh, because that's how we make money. That's how we use the markets. That's how we stay sane, frankly. Let's talk about the markets first because today we had a good jobs report. I'm going to tell you why that's not going to be the case for much longer. Uh, and why the Fed is so screwed. Oh, my God. Jay Powell, and he knows it. He knows that Tyler, I didn't watch his, uh, his, uh, uh, his uh, uh, Senate testimony or Congress House, it was Senate, I think, yesterday for the banking committee. Tyler did, though. And uh, all the buzzwords, you know, all, all the things we've been telling you here, they would say, because what I knew was that, here's what I knew. When 99% of economists are saying the same thing, I am nowhere, I'm exactly on the opposite side of that trade. That's when you want to be an absolute contrarian because they're always wrong. And they're always wrong, the majority, because they work for the Fed. If you're new here, just real quick, they're all employed by the Fed in one way or another, either directly. The Fed employs over a thousand economists. How many people knew that? It's true. That number, by the way, is from 2016. It probably it's probably 2000 now. And that doesn't include all the economists, the stipends they get, the grants they get, right? Research grants. And the, the, uh, the, the, the grants they get for the money they get for, uh, for their mentees, their training programs, okay? Because they've got to raise other economist clones that learn to do exactly what the Fed says, to speak with that same voice. It's no different than climate science, folks. You gotta, again, this is, this is the world we live in. And, uh, you know, we can, we, can, we can be upset about it and frustrated. Tyler and I have this talk all the time. You know, he's younger. I, I, I get where he is, okay? But <clears throat> this is the world we live in. And so <clears throat> to, 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 to crush these idiots, and we are surrounded, make no mistake about it, we are surrounded by people that very, very easily fall for propaganda. The, the indoctrination works. I feel for anybody under 35, and I really do, because they, all they've heard from the time they were young Okay, starting in kindergarten, was that we must protect the planet. And then as they got a little older, they started hearing things like, we may not be here much longer if we don't protect the planet. And then all of a sudden, that got ratcheted up to, we're all going to die. We're all gonna, we had 12 years. So, you know, if you're under 35, you kind of already thought the worst case scenario. Why do you think they're not having kids, folks? Why would you want to have kids if the world's going to end? I, I don't want to get too off far off topic here, but climate science, economists, okay? These are, this is, this is bad, okay? This is not good. But there is upside to it. If you can see through the noise and through the propaganda and the indoctrination, you can make a lot of money because you want to be on the opposite side of all those trades. And that's, that's what we do here. That's what we do at the VRA. Come and join us. VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Again, I know uh, most of you listening here uh, either know me really well, know Tyler really well, either your clients or members of ours, subscribers of ours, or, or you're considering it. 
but uh, it's a friendly audience, and that's fantastic. So when I when I, you hear me kind of a, a attack a little bit, uh, trust me, I'm never talking to you. I'm preaching to the choir. I know that. Uh, first of all, uh, the jobs numbers: six hundred seventy-eight thousand jobs created versus the estimate of four hundred forty thousand. That's a nice beat. Uh, unemployment rate down to three point eight percent. Look, I'm not going to belabor this too much. I will say this: it was a good number, but why did the bond market get destroyed today? See, it's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. That's the tell. The 10-year the today fell to 1.72%. Okay? That's down 7% on yield basis. Okay? On, on a return basis. On a good jobs number. The yield curve, and I didn't, I, I meant to, to get the exact uh, last quote, but the, the last I saw the yield curve between the 2s and 10s was 0.26. That's a new low. You get a flattening yield curve, <clears throat> two things you should know about that. It's, it's very recessionary. Matter of fact, we've never not had a recession. We've never not had a recession unless the yield curve was negative. Now, there have been times we did have a recession <laughs> that the yield curve, curve was negative. But every time we've had a recession, the yield cur curve was negative. Every time, 100%. So it's something that the Fed is obviously a little concerned about. They won't, they won't admit that. But they are. Oh, trust me, they are. They know what's going on here. This is stagflation. This is late 70s again, folks. This is what's happening here. And this is their worst nightmare. And they're, they're powerless to prevent it. Matter of fact, <clears throat> raising rates is going to exacerbate their problem. They know this. That's why they can't do it. But they have to talk a really good game, which is why they have to all, have all the economists saying what they're saying. It's a, it's a vicious cycle, but, you know, uh, again, uh, this is how I see it. It's how we've seen it for a long time. This is why... If you're new here, when when the four or five years ago, whatever it was, when the 10-year was 3.2%, everybody said it was going to 4 or 5%. I mean, everybody. I told you then that the 10-year was going below 1%. I didn't know exactly when, but I said, it was go and, it, and it went there during coronavirus insanity. It got to, the 10-year dropped to below 0.5%. Now we're at 1.7%. We'll, we'll finish the year closer to 1% than 2%. And by 2025, I believe we'll have negative interest, not real rates, negative rates, period, in the U.S. Not minus inflation, real, not, not real rates, actual rates. Because this is the financial engineering that we're locked into. It just is. But by the way, there's another thing that you should know about a flattening yield curve or even a negative yield curve between the twos and tens. It's unbelievably bullish for stocks. <laughs> the market loves cheap money, right? I mean, this is not hard to figure out. And that's what we're going to get more of, I think. So anyway, Art Laffer today had a really good piece about the uh, jobs report. And he said, um, they fudged these numbers so ridiculously to try to get Biden out of his hole. And that's really what he said, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, that it won't continue. And he, and he explained why. Over the next six months, he expects his jobs reports to be worse and worse and worse. And that fits in exactly with what we're seeing in the bond market right now. But I will tell you, uh, the economy still looks very good. I, we're not saying, I don't think we're going to have a recession. If they jack rates several times, we will. But the economy is good. Uh, again, the best in the business at Evercore is uh, Ed Hyman. <clears throat> He's continuing to point out that this is a good economy. I don't think it's quite as strong as Ed says, but I, who am I to question Ed Hyman? He really is the best. He's been doing 50 years, so it's kind of blasphemy for him to say that. But I, that's what I've been saying. And frankly, I've been more right, at least on the direction of yields, than they have been. So anyway, 
What do I know? I'm just a little Texas boy from Sugar Land, Texas, right? Uh, <clears throat> let's move on. Let's get the markets out of the way. There's a lot of stuff we need to talk about here that I think is really important to understand what's coming. Because, folks, there are some opportunities to make some serious money in this market. Russian, Russian equities. You should really join us for this report. Uh, I'm working on it now. I've got uh, four to five different Russian stocks that I've uh, uh, already pretty much uh, got, got. I think we have the play already, uh, which ones we're going to buy. But we're talking about, gener these are generational opportunities. These are generational opportunities. I'll explain that more in a minute. Dow Jones today, a nice comeback. We're down, I think, what, 500 and something points at one time. Closed down 179 at 33614. Uh, again, we are we are still, we've been below the 200-day moving averages on each of our broad market indexes now for three weeks. And that's not good. You know, that is that is not good. We actually, uh, we actually uh, sold a position today. We may sell a couple positions because I don't like this action. I don't like the fact that this feels like March of 2020. Now, that doesn't mean I'm turning bearish, okay? But we just don't like, we, we use leverage ETFs. And you just, you can't be on the wrong side of the market with these. So we, really for us, it's a tactical move. Uh, but if this is March 2020, that means it's going to get worse. I'll, t I'll explain that more in a minute too. Dow down 179. We're still, by the way, very heavily positioned in the market, so uh, I'm not that concerned. It'll be a buying opportunity on the on the pullback. Dow Jones 33,640 because this is wag the dog. 33,614. Uh, that was uh, the worst on the day was uh, the uh, Nasdaq. Both Nasdaq and and Russ 2000 down right at 1.6 percent. Not what you want to see if you're bullish. Um, and SP 100 down seven tenths to one percent. In tech. Because, you know, we watch the semis very carefully. That's actually a position we got stopped out on today. Uh, uh, SMH was down 2.9% today. So semis led the way lower. Again, let me go ahead and explain this now. I got so much shit. <laughs> when I first started questioning the official narrative around Rona, I know you did too. Because, like... <clears throat> They're showing videos of these people in China that are just, they're keeling over in the streets. They're like walking and they just, they just die. And all of a sudden there's a medical team there and the ambulance pulls up and it's all like, okay, that looks a little odd. And by the way, what do they got, Ebola? What, what, what are these, what kind of a flu is this? Yeah, so it was a little hokey, right? Yeah, that was a tell. And then, <clears throat> you know, this is, I'm not making light of this because people did die from coronavirus. No question about that. It's real. But nowhere near the numbers that they've been telling us. That's, that's, that's a huge lie. It's a huge lie. And CDC's already confirmed that, by the way. 6% or so total deaths. So it was a bad flu season. And But people, the elderly, right, those that are, they're, uh, again, if you're, <laughs> if you're an actua actuarial, you're like, okay, this looks like a little hokey. Like, they did this to, to bring down government cost, right? Because they're the ones that died, you know? The most vulnerable and the, and the oldest nursing homes, a lot of them, you know, living on off the government. They're the ones that died. It's just that's just true, and they planned it. I mean, they forced them back. This is so pathetically sad. But <clears throat> when these deaths first started happening, they reported, okay, this this person, remember, it was in Portland, I think, was the first nursing home that was hit, and they said, okay, this the, we we had a, a two people die. <clears throat> One was ninety seven, the other was ninety two, and they died from coronavirus. Because they didn't call it COVID then, remember? I, I still don't. It's still, it's still Rona. Or CV for China virus. 
And then if you questioned it, if you, if you questioned the people keeling over in China, <laughs> they were just, oh, here comes the ambulance. I mean, they were all right there. It was like really like watching the Three Stooges episode, you know? Um, this footage is all kind of grainy, you know. Don't they have? I thought they had good cameras in China. Why? 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 why just why we cannot even make out anything here. Uh, but um, you questioned it. You were a conspiracy theorist. I got that. I got it hard. Okay. I don't care. I just don't care. Because again, the truth is the truth. And this is exactly that setup, folks. If you're watching Fox News. Unless you are a cynic like me, or you know what to look for. Maybe you're older like me and you've been, been around the block a couple times. It's impossible not to buy into this. It's impossible not to root for Ukraine and to hate Russia. I don't watch anything really than Fox. i got to watch something, so I'll watch Fox. Just to find out, you know, what is the game here? What is the propaganda? you got to know the narrative. You must know the narrative or you don't know what side to bet against. And that's really what it is. Because I choose to... If we've got um, globalists and warmongers and the elite, elite ruling class and the uniparty, right? If they're all on one side, it doesn't matter what the issue is. I'm always, always taking the other side of that bet. I think that's a pretty safe play, don't you? Hasn't history borne this out? But the average person watching Fox News is just all the way in. 90% of people watching Fox now are siding with Biden. Think about it. That's the brilliance behind what they've done here. Now, they'll still say, look, I think he's a failure and he, obviously he's awful and I'm not going to vote for him. But on this, but on this, I agree with them. And that's how they get you. That's how the turn starts. So he's got eight months, folks. Eight months before the midterms. This is, this is, this is gamed out brilliantly. Brilliantly. And Republicans don't see it coming. How about Sean Hannity and Lindsey Graham? Sean Hannity started it like on Wednesday on his radio show calling for um, their 40 mile or just, I think a thousand mile uh, caravan of, of military equipment. I think it's amphibious too and it's on its way to New York. So God, I hope those people are going to be safe. I'm so, so, I'm so scared for them. Sean Hannity called for this caravan to be bombed into oblivion, but not by us. It would be us, but of course we'd make it look like somebody else did it. He's insane. He's an, he's an insane person. He's insane. All the Fox people are now insane. This is Rona 2.0. This is exactly it. This is what I'm saying, March 2020. And then, last night, I know you know this, but got to talk about it. Lindsey Graham on national TV, live TV calls for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. And people wonder why much of the world hates us and detests us. It's not because of our freedom, trust me. They love that about us. And they love the American people. They hate fuckers like Lindsey Graham is who they hate. And the, all these uh, Ted Cruz's and Marco Rubio's and all these rhinos, they're just warmongers, Right? The exact same people that were wrong about weapons of mass destruction are on Ukraine's side. I don't have a dog in this fight, but I know what to look for. This is a great setup as a wag the dog. It just is. We'll see how it plays out, but they have plenty of time to uh, really corner 
Republicans, and Republicans don't see it coming. You should follow my Twitter feed. I, 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 started, I started walking everybody through this about a week ago, the setup and how it's going to work. And folks, can't you see it coming? I can promise you this. Promise you this. Within a week or two, probably next week, Biden's poll numbers will start. They've already bottomed because his base has come home. His base is with him. Now, Fox viewers are with him. So that's how you, that's how you build. And it will continue to build. But Republicans are trapped because they either go hardcore warmonger, which is now the Democrat Party, elite ruling class, uniparty, whatever. You either go that way or they're going to call you Putin's puppet and the media is going to back you up. Just like the media calls you an anti-vaxxer, right? And a conspiracy theorist and a hater of old people that were dying. If you dared question the official story of Rona. This is the playbook. And it, they, look, why wouldn't they use it again? Of course they would. I would. Look how well it worked last time. And I'll tell you something else. Again, guarantee you this is true. The exact same people, exact same people, that volunteered, that voluntarily wore masks to begin with, and that voluntarily and could not wait to get vaccinated, those exact same people are on Team Ukraine. They are, we are Ukraine. We're all Ukraine. That's who they are. Exact, exact same people. But that list is building now, and that's how it works. So my hope is that uh, Republicans, some of them already figured it out. I've seen some of them tweeting about it. They get it talking about it, like, no matter what you do, we're not going to be on your team warmonger. We're not going to do that. Good. They're the guys that'll win. Because here's the deal. I will stay home. I won't vote. I'm an independent anyway, but I won't vote for any Republican that wants to go to war with Russia or wants to have NATO go to war or have a no-fly zone or any of those idiotic things that will send us to war. I won't vote for a Republican that wants to do any or send them $10 billion. Wow. Trump couldn't get a billion dollars to build a wall. And in, in a week, within a week of this, they're voluntarily getting ready to send 10 to $20 billion to Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. You just, right, you just couldn't make this. You couldn't make this a movie because no one would believe it. But that's why you have to watch Wag the Dog because it, it's very real. So Republicans better be ready for this because you got to call them what they are. You got to call them warmongers, and you have to say they're in bed together because they are in bed together. How do I know that for sure? Well, we have the history of it. Again, uh, Crimea, okay, ba- Obama, R- Uranium One, Obama and Clinton, and Biden, okay, Biden was there too, of course. Uh, now Ukraine, okay, Biden, and Iran. People aren't. Not enough people are talking about this. This is insane. This is actually insane. At the same time that people are saying Russia, 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 again, is evil, and Putin is a madman. How many times have you heard on TV, he, he's deranged? There's something, he's changed. There's something psychologically wrong. You know, they're really painting that picture because that's, because how can you root for him if that's what he is? I mean, it's just, again, the propaganda is it's sickening, but it's also brilliant, you know? You got to respect it because it works. But at the same time, they're calling him and Russia these names. What are they also doing? The Iran nuclear deal is being negotiated, and we are full partners sitting at the table, physically sitting at the same table with Russia, negotiating this deal to bring Iran into the fold so we can buy Iranian oil, which is what Jin Saki uh, uh, and, and Pete Buttigieg have already admitted we're going to do. 
So we're not going to build towards U.S. energy independence. God forbid we use our... No, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and keep buying Russia's and, and now Iran's. Folks, they, they're hate, they hate us. They're, they're not on our side. Okay? And I'm sorry, but if you're on Team Ukraine, you are on Team Biden. And you might want to think about that a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody you know needs a little wake-up call just as a reminder to what's really going on here. Because the, 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 the you know, the, the, what we say does matter, you know? That's why you got to push back. Okay. Um, let's take a look under the hood here because, this, again, this wasn't a great day. Again, it feels like March 2020. I think it does get worse. But I also don't think we're going to have sharply lower markets. I just don't because these are buying opportunities. So it depends on your time frame, you know? For example, we are... Um, for the Dow Jones, for instance, okay, from the uh, the lows, which I don't think will be violated, of February 24th, this is uh, when we went to war. We were, we were actually buying that morning aggressively, as you probably know. And uh, the Dow Jones hit a low of 32,200, okay? Right now, we're 33,600. So we're 1,400 points above that level. I don't think those lows are violated. But that still gives you 1,400 points of weakness. So that then you start thinking about a double bottom, Okay. And the same thing holds for all the major indexes. NASDAQ has even 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 got you know, a better cushion. But those are the levels to watch. February 24th lows are the levels to watch uh, for... Uh, let me make sure the date's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right, February 24th. Um, but they don't have enough people really afraid yet. So they got to really... They got to have more of these nuclear... <laughs> we tried to... We tried, uh, Russia tried to uh, take out... Their their uh, their their reactor, they fired at the. Re- <laughs> I mean, it was just we knew within thirty minutes it was a lie, but everybody was retweeting it, you know, including this the clown uh, president of uh, of Ukraine. Um, uh, how do I, Zelensky? How do I forget that? Uh, who is of course a uh, a World Economic Forum Klaus Schwab guy. Uh, right, he's besties with uh, Justin Trudeau, and again with Biden, and we're supposed to root. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Does it work for you? I didn't think so. But the nuclear plant almost got taken out, and of course that's an act of war, and uh, that's that's a uh, it's a uh, uh, terrorism is what uh, they're calling it now. Uh, congressmen are calling it as Lindsey Graham calls for assassination. It's just. Again, it's insane. But we saw really pretty decent action in the internals. We're looking at basically, let's call it two and a half to one negative just to make it simple for advanced decline and up-down volume. The concerning thing, and this again, this is shades of, of March 2020. Again, we're right back to these terrible readings of new 52-week highs and lows. We had 817 stocks hit a new 52-week low to just 200, 201 hit a new 52-week high. You just don't want to see that continue. But again, you know, I, I think those February 24th lows, that, that's the key to watch. If we violate that, we're going lower, okay? That, that, that's got to hold. And again, I believe it will uh, as, as interest rates continue to go lower. By the way, the VIX today was only up 4.5%, so it's only 31. Uh, we are planning next week a strategy to do two things. We want to um, we want to take advantage of the VIX in one way or the other, and I won't know it until we see it. And the other thing we're going to do is we're looking to buy some once-in-a-generation Russian companies uh, that are trading at 90% discounts to where they were a month ago or less. Wow. So, again, come join us. We'll walk you through it together. 
as we find uh, these, and you know, you buy them, you put them away, and maybe sell them in five years and make a, make a fortune, right? Um, so the uh, sector watch today of our eleven SPM sectors, we had uh, six finished lower, five finished higher. Led the upside by energy, of course, up two point eight percent. Oil back to uh, the highest level since two thousand eight. Uh, and by the way, who was president then? Boom, right? Well, it was it was Bush, but of course he's a globalist too, so kind of the same thing. But it was when Bo uh, Obama just got in. Uh, energy up 2.8%, utilities up 2% on the move lower in rates, and real estate uh, also up 1% to the downside. Financials uh, down 1.9%. Uh, Again, European banks get slaughtered. That's March 2020. This is how it started. That's how we, you know, we're, uh, futures were up last night, and then of course the, uh, the fake nuke thing happened against the nuclear power plant, and then uh, the European banks just got slaughtered because there's a price to be paid for causing this much pain on the average Russian people. They're not hurting these oligarchs. They're not hurting Putin. They're hurting the people. That's why these sanctions don't make any sense and never have. And, um, it's, I mean, it's really sad. There's so many different ways you'd go about doing this, but they're in bed together. Communists helping communists, right? But the, uh, European banks getting slaughtered had to occur over here, which is exactly what happened. The BKX today, the bank index today, down 3.4%. That's really what accounted for they move lower today. Um, let's talk about our commodity watch now. Uh, copper today hit all-time high. About that, uh, we, uh, we love that the copper store here as well. Uh, but as far as our uh, gold, big move higher today in gold, $36 an ounce in 1972. Uh, we're, what are we now? 50 bucks away from all-time highs in, uh, in gold. Uh, silver today. And also what I liked about it is it closed, it closed pretty near to the high. When gold closes... Near its highest of the day, that's typically a buy signal. But an even bigger buy signal is what happened today in the miners. GDX, the miner ETF, up four percent. Okay, uh, so it was up. What is that? Two percent, double the return of gold today. That's a buy signal in this group. Uh, gold's going a lot higher. As is silver. As Tyler covered yesterday, back above the two hundred day, that needed to happen. It did. Go, uh, silver today up a big sixty one cents at twenty five eighty three. Announcing in copper all time high. Uh, up uh, a big today, up 30 cents a pound. This big move for it at 4.91 a pound. Oil today, again highest price since 2008, up $7.70 a barrel at 115.44. We're talking about now getting to the point of what used to be. Uh, the old adage was, oil at 125, you do not want to own stocks. I think inflation has probably changed that. I've got to work on that over the weekend. I'd say probably it's 150 now. But again, at 115, we are getting close to that traditional sell signal of don't own stocks at 125. So uh, be with us next week. We'll cover that for you here. I'll get the updated uh, figures there. But again, I think with inflation, I think we're looking at higher prices. And, you know, I think there's going to come a time here pretty soon where oil is going to top out. I just do. I know I'm in the minority here. Uh, but look, we have expo good exposure to this group. also love uranium here, which we own. Uh, but... Uh, I think we're looking at uh, a, a period where it just can't go that much higher. Demand destruction is going to start happening here because of the high price. Uh, and everything inflation just being driven, you know, th th that's demand destruction. That is what happens, and that's when it reverses. So we'll see. We still love the group, of course. Um, Bitcoin, finally today, Bitcoin, down $2,600 an ounce. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> Bitcoin at 39449 I'm going to go back again to my, to my Bitcoin theory. 
if Russia was going to take Ukraine, and they don't have any interest in doing this, they can't, they can't do it. They, they wouldn't be able to hold the country. Russia is not the U.S. That's what we do. We go in and destroy an entire country and rebuild it. That's not, that's not Russia's M.O. They want the eastern part of Ukraine, but they have to take more of it to hold that ground. Okay, and have negotiating power for the peace process, which of course is giving Biden his Nobel Prize, just like Obama got his. This is not this is not rocket science. Okay, look, just look ahead a little bit. That that's how the midterms swing so heavily in the favor of Democrats, unless Republicans wake up. But Bitcoin has never exploded. Now it did get to forty four thousand. Now it's backed off back below forty. Uh, Taiwan's the big story here because so far. The Ukrainian people, remember, there's six billionaires in Ukraine in one of the poorest countries in Eastern Europe. Six, how'd that happen, right? Because it's a scam country. And we are sending 10 to $20 billion of scam money. It'll be more. They'll, they'll get even more to this corrupt country. Um, <laughs> led by Zelensky, who's just a puppet. Man, what a, he's a comedian. Have you seen some of his comedic acts he did? Goodness gracious. Um, worse than Trump, and uh, at least Trump was wearing a suit. This guy's wearing Speedos and acting like a, like a psychopath uh, in his comedic skits. But Bitcoin not catching a serious bid here tells me that Ukraine is just not going to be as bad as everybody thinks. That's uh, certainly that's what I hope anyway. Uh, but, but watching, of course, for Taiwan. If Bitcoin really gets hot, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If Bitcoin gets through the 200-day moving average, which is about 49500 if it gets through that and explodes higher, like 55000 I would say that Taiwan, within a week or two, China's going to take Taiwan. I don't think that's really going to happen, but why wouldn't they? I mean, I, <laughs> I would. I know I would. I just I, I don't want to see it happen, so maybe it's my bias speaking there. All right, folks. Listen, as always, really appreciate you joining us. Hope you had a good week, an even better weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday after the close.